0: Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. Amen. I'm excited for this morning. I'm probably always excited to share the word, but um, we are building on, on, on something we shared last week. And I'll do a quick introduction, just so you, if you missed out, then, um, then, then you'll know what today is about. But if you missed out, you really missed out. Um, that was literally, someone asked me what it's about. I said, well, it's a summary of the Bible in an hour. And that's really what it was. Um, and it, it is so key in terms of how you live, how you minister, what you do. Um, and I'm really not blowing my own horn. It's not what it's about. It's about the truth. And um, I felt God say, but I had something else planned. And I felt God say, but the word needs to be applied. You know, James says that if you hear the word and you don't do the word, it doesn't profit you anything. So we need to hear the word and we need to to implement what we've learned. And what we did last week is we looked at two trees. We said it's a story of two trees, a tale of two trees. And the one tree is the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the other tree is the tree of life. And I went on a bit about why are children's Bibles not speaking about the tree of life? Um, But as always, Adam, Eve, and an apple. And I said, I don't believe it's an apple, I believe it's a fig. I didn't say that, but that's what I believe. Jesus cursed the fig tree. Um, They were wearing skins of fig leaves, or clothing from fig leaves. But guess what? All of that is irrelevant. Because that's focusing on the wrong tree. If you try and figure out what the fruit was, then you're focusing on the wrong tree. You need to focus on the tree of life, which was in the middle of the garden, and which is the one that's mentioned in Revelation. What is the first book of the Bible? Ah, nice, you got one point already. What's the last book of the Bible? Revelation. Guess what? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is not mentioned in Revelation. It doesn't make it to the end. It falls away somewhere. It quits. It doesn't quit. It gets chopped off. It's the cross. And it says that the law was nailed to the cross. What is the law? It is the knowledge of good and evil. And I was thinking about the message, and I was speaking to God about it, and meditating on some of the things, and... I was like, Lord, what does this mean now? What does this mean? And, and, and God challenged me in a way, and he said, you have, now me, Peter, you have a lot of trees of knowledge of good and evil still in your thinking. I said, but, he says, no, no, it's not salvation. It's your thinking. I'm like, Lord, that's true. And I saw a, a vision, and the vision I saw was of this, um, this piece of land but it was messy. You think you get a vision from God, you think it's golden streets, and you think it's rivers of water, and it's green pastures. And I saw it's messy, and I was like, Lord, what is this? And he says, well, look deeper. And I saw that it's, it's, there's, there's uprooting, there's digging, there's bunches of, 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 of roots, and there's trees being chopped off, and there's people starting to dig. And I'm like, Lord, this looks unfruitful. And he says, it is. I'm like, Lord, but what is this? So let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1, verse 10 says, See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. And I was like, wow, that's exactly what I saw in the Spirit, and now this is the verse that confirms it. And you know what it is? It's a clearing. Who's ever heard the word clearing? You buy a piece of land, you're going to start farming. I've got some ugly people here in the room, so it's always good to know your your subject experts so they can tell you where you go wrong, amen? (laughs) So you clear. It's like a building site, if you will. Who's gone to a building site and it's clean and there's no dust and it's messy, and it's muddy, and there's digging, and like you like, is there ever going to be something of value here? But the word there says clearly that it, we, we need to build and we need to plant. But I don't know if you realize, but building and planting is at the end of the verse. We all want to be fruitful, we want to sow seeds, we want to move forward, we want to build the kingdom, we want to receive the word. But, but are we willing to uproot some old trees? Are we willing to chop down some of our old thinking? Are we willing to to break down, to pull down some of these things? You know, fruitfulness comes from planting the right seed. 100% amen. But not only that. Because Mark 4 says that the sower sowed the seed. There was nothing wrong with the seed. But there were lots of things wrong with the ground. And what I felt like God says, it's a great word. And that's what the Bible's about. And that's what life is about. What we shared last week. But how do we apply it? Because I don't mind you, but I want profit. I want the word to profit. To, to, and profit is? It's increase. It's, it's valuable. It's creating value. It's multiplying. It's, it's helping someone. It's nice to have a great revelation and a goose bump and go home. Why does it help anyone? So, I said to the team this morning, bring your seatbelt. Because if we're going to uproot and we're going to pull down and we're going to dig out and we're going we're to do this, it's, it's going to be a bit messy. You're right with that. If you're a visitor, it's not always like this, I mean. But it's beautiful because when we are ready, then then God can build and plant. Now it's not the first thing is you eat of the tree of life, that's salvation. That means you live forever. Okay? Nice. You see, that's better news than what you guys look at. You live forever. Huh? That's like James Bond movies, they want to live forever. It's usually the villain. It's the villain that wants to live forever. In Solaris Pass when we ministered it was was that one gangster who wanted to, I'm gonna live forever. I'm like, hey buddy, who in Solaris Pass has lived forever? No, no one. But I am. I mean your your thinking is flawed, but there's a deeper issue there. We want to live forever and when we eat of this tree of life we live forever. But now we're not just going to paradise or to heaven. The word actually says that you are God's paradise. I mean that that blesses me. In Revelation there is a tree and the tree is the tree of life and the tree is in the middle of the paradise. And that is what links up with Genesis. And then we looked at the verse last week that said you are God's garden. You are God's garden and he is a he's the tree of life that now lives in you. But again I'm going too much into last week's message. So What we have is, Adam and Eve eats off the wrong tree. And then in Genesis 3, again the children's Bible Bible fail us here, but it says in verse 24, So he drove out the man, and now we see God angry, we see fire, we see brimstone, we see like chasing a bad dog, get out of here, and that's not what it is. He's taking them by the hand, And he's taking them out of the Garden of Eden for a very specific reason. And verse 24 gives us the reason. It says, to guard the way to the tree of life. Not to punish Adam and Eve. Make a note. It's not punishment, it's protection. But Peter, what does that mean? I thought we have to tree of the tree of life. Yes, you have to. But not in your fallen state. Because you, once, once you've eaten of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you have changed. And now God wants to change you back, and He wants to give back what was lost, so that you can come back and now eat of the tree of life. And I've realized that we think, yo, Adam and Eve had it lacquer, nah? Paradise, living, in. and then we're angry because they messed it up. I don't know about you, but if Adam and Eve didn't mess it up, someone would have messed it up before I was born, I'm sure. And if it didn't happen, it probably would be, be me. Because we're all messed up. That's what the Word says. We're all sinners. we are all fallen short of the glory of God. To guard the way to the tree of life. Then that is Genesis 3. So that's, that's right here in the beginning. Genesis means the beginning. Okay, So that's Genesis Three, right here. Okay, right there. Right in the beginning. And now we're going to page all the way to the back to Revelation. Revelation 22, the last chapter of the last book of the Bible. This is awesome. You see, if you understand this, then all of this just fills in the detail. Really, it does. That's the story of the Bible. So, Revelation 22 and verse 14 says, Blessed are they that do His commandments. Why? That they may have right to what? The tree of life. So, in Genesis 3, God takes away the right to the tree of life, and then He goes through the whole plan of redemption to restore the right to the tree of life and that's the story of jesus the story of salvation the story of israel that's all the story that gets us from the fallen state into the renewed state and guess what we are now better off than adam and eve why because they never ate of the tree of life but we can now romans 5 just bursts with flavor if you will about what this much more life entails. And now we know where it comes from. It's because we are now eating from the tree of life, which they haven't. So God not only restored you to Adam and Eve's state, no, He's restored you so that you can eat of the tree of life. Um, Pete, will you just switch this off for me, please? Thanks, Enrico. So to him that overcomes, I will give to eat. Of the tree of life. There's so much there that we can go on. But let's move forward. So it's crystal clear that we have, some, we have some uprooting to do. Who's got some uprooting to do? My hand's up. I've got some uprooting to do. And one of the ways that I realized... The Holy Spirit agrees. Amen. <laughs> he says, Amen, Peter, you do. So, well, how, how do we do it? How do we do it? Because you see, the tree really is, 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 is our thinking. It is our thinking. So Revelation 22 says there's a river that flows with water clear as crystal, continuously pouring out from the throne of God and the Lamb. The river of God was flowing in the middle of the city, in the street of the city, and on either side of the river was the tree of life. So this is the picture of heaven. It's the tree of life and the river that flows from within the tree of life. Now I don't know about you, Jesus stood up at the feast and says, out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. A revelation gives us the picture of the tree with the river that flows. That is us, by the way. You see, you can get weird in revelation. But you don't have to. Because right in the beginning it says, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. So if you take what the purpose of the book is and you go through, there's some, I'm, I'm confessing, there's some, I don't understand. I just pass over it for now. God will reveal it to me later. There's enough that I do understand to, to actually go and to say, hey, this is the tree of life. This is, this is where it starts and this is where it finishes. This is the new thing. This is the river that flows. It says, and, and with it, there's 12 kinds of ripe fruit according to each month of the year. The leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. Oh. So I went digging. Because we can get weird about this too. The word healing there is therapia where we get therapy. Therapy is not be healed. Go. Yes, be it there. Therapy is hands-on. Therapy is close. Therapy is serving. Therapy is timious. It is for the therapy of the nations. It means that we need to get in on the mess of life. We need to get close. We need to touch. We need to, 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 to be like Jesus where he went and he touched the leper. But what if we get the sickness? What if they get healed? So what if I train them and they leave? Well, what if you don't train them and they stay? You heard that. What if you never touch them? Then they have no chance of getting healed. But let's be the healing of the nations. So you see this picture of this tree is quite significant. It means the curing through, serving, attending, and nurturing. How does that work, Peter? Well, thank you for asking. Let's go to Romans 12. Romans 12 and verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, there's an earnest desire here, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable Service. That service links with therapia, which links with the healing. So your service is to help God heal the world. That's worship, by the way. That's pretty cool. I enjoyed worship this morning. Because it set us up to get the message into your heart. Because this is the true worship, is when we actually go and do what we've just learned. That's the true worship. Your reasonable service... Is there being a living sacrifice? Verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the new tree. Thinking differently. That you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect in the will of God. Not what is good and what's bad. Not good and what is evil. You see the difference? This is not in my notes. This is, this is beautiful. The old tree was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Us and them. Right and wrong. Now we renew our minds and we only look at the light. Like we said in worship. We don't look at the darkness. We don't need to understand the darkness. We don't need to focus on the darkness. We don't need to understand sin, focus on sin. We don't even need to confess sin, but that's a different message for a different day. That good and acceptable and perfect. Perfect in the Bible is also complete. And I'll show you that from Ephesians just now. You are complete. You are perfect. But what is right and what is wrong? What is truth and what is a lie? No, no. What is good? What is perfect? What is acceptable? What is life? That should be our thinking. Not us and them, but good, acceptable, perfection. Do not be like... Them. The Passion says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Getting stuck in politics is, is that. That's a hazard. That's a tripping hazard. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through the total reformation of how you think. I'm busy with that. That's why I said I've got some reformation to do. I've got some, some trees of knowledge of good and evil still to uproot. Now, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Remember that we said that that fruitfulness comes from planting the right seed, but it also comes from having the right heart, having the right conditions, having the right understanding. And the thing is, we can have the best word, but if there's rocks and there's thorns and there's thistles and we hang what we receive on the tree of knowledge of good and evil, then we're not going to see the fruitfulness of the tree of life. We're just not going to do it. We're going to miss out, and it's not on God's God's part. So we need to challenge our thinking. But when we challenge our thinking, let's always challenge it from the Word of God. Amen. We have a, a we have a baseline, and if we disagree, that's fine. But let's go to the Word to find agreement. Okay, I'm saying these things for a reason. You know, some of you know what I'm saying, but some of you are gonna wake up one day. We have to challenge our thinking. We have to challenge tradition. We have to challenge what we think fruitfulness looks like. And it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. doesn't mean just them that are evil. A lot of Christian religion is formed to the pattern and conformity of the world. Like, you ask people, why are you a Christian? Well, I grew up like that. Why are you a Muslim? Well, my dad's a Muslim. Conforming. So it's not true relationship, it's not true life, it's not really where we grew up, it's who lives in us, amen? So what I want sh- to challenge you on, and I only have 25 minutes, is what is a sinner? What is a sinner? Now, you take a, a pencil, don't take a pen, don't take a permanent marker, and write in your, your thinking quickly, What do you think a sinner is? Because for some of us, we're going to have to erase that. And we're going to have to write in permanent ink with the word of God what a sinner truly is. Now, I said all of what I've just said to come to this place. And how do we now challenge and go and study what is a sinner? We need to see, are we departing from the tree of knowledge of good and evil to define what a sinner is? And I I think we do, but we shouldn't. Because we are no longer operating from that tree. So a sinner, I'm going to say it, is not what you do wrong. A sinner is not someone who does wrong, and if you don't sin, you're someone who does right. Because that is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that's where God challenged me. For one, there's many others. But we have to depart from Revelation 22, where we eat from the tree of life, and we move away from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which is the cross, by the way, which is Jesus got off the cross, but the Ten Commandments never got off the cross. Okay, That that helps me. It says that the law, those ordinances, was nailed to the cross. You know what the cross is? It's a dead tree. It's a dead tree. So it's not going to grow. It's left out there. But Jesus is the tree of life who was resurrected. Okay. Go like this. Fasten your seatbelt. Okay. So, Luke 24. Luke 24, verse 45 says, Then He opened their understanding. Oh, Lord, open our understanding this morning. Open our understanding. Why? That they might understand the Scriptures. Not so we can write a new thesis or a new doctrine. No. Open our understanding that we understand what is already written. You know, some people write really good books. But then they must stop. I'm really of the opinion that if you've written a good book, stop. But you know why they continue? Because they make money. Because they were a best seller and now the publisher says, but what's your new book? What's your new book? What's your new book? I've read some great books from ministers that you will all know. But I don't read their new books. Because they should have stopped at the gospel. Now they complicate things because now they want to improve. No, they, they want to sell. They want to they show that they've grown. The only place you can grow is deeper, not wider. Rooted and grounded in Him. The only place. You see the tree? All of this picture is now all of a sudden popping out throughout the whole Bible for me. Rooted and grounded in him. Tree message. Uprooting. Moving away. Now if you write a book that's deeper on the gospel, I'll read it. But if it's now peripheral things and it's about the fruit, the word says that you have fruit, but be rooted. Be rooted. That's where we focus. He opened the understanding that they may understand the scriptures. In the New Testament, when we read scriptures, we need, we need to think Old Testament. I asked God this week, I said, God, when am I going to stop preaching from the Old Testament? He didn't answer, because the answer probably never. Amen. And then I thought, well, I'm 35 now, so I probably won't get through all the analogies of the Old Testament before I die, so I'm good, we've got content. <laughs> we can go, we can go deeper. He opened what there? Understanding. They're thinking. He showed them the tree. Okay, verse 46. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from dead on the third day. Verse 47. And that repentance and remission. We need to read what we see, but we also need to think what we don't see. The word confession is not on the screen. Just parking that one for homework. Repentance is renewed thinking. It is changing direction. It is moving in a different direction. It's not confession. Go study the Greek and come repent next week. And remission there is payment. So there is two things about sin that should be preached. And it's got nothing to do with the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's why Jesus came. That's what the Old Testament was written. It just said it. This is the scriptures. This is the understanding. What do we understand if we read the scriptures? That the repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. Where to the Jews no, to all nations? But yes, let's begin at Jerusalem because that's where Jesus was everyone still with me what is a sinner we need to understand that because otherwise we don't know what's paid for we don't know what we should change from you see we want to change I want to repent but where am I going if you go on Google Maps it says where do you want to go but it says where do you want to start and you say use my current location so that's why I say, write down in pencil where you are in your thinking about what a sinner is, because if you are not where the Word says we should be, then we need to repent, means we need to change direction. Not to get to heaven, no, to be fruitful. Okay. Again, I need to hurry up. Okay. So, Nadia, this is where you can show us the first picture, please. i, I try to help you just a bit. So there's two words. There's a few words for sinner, or sin, or sins in this case. And it's, it's, it's hamartia or hamartano, and they both come from the same root. And that's when it is this, the, the, um, the noun. Okay. Tree of knowledge of good and evil thinking, sin is a verb. It's what I do that's wrong, makes me a sinner. Where tree of knowledge of life thinking is, is not what I do, but it's who I am, or who I'm not. Okay, now, this is the meanings. This is how I do Bible study, by the way. So I'm equipping you. It means to miss the mark. That's the one we, we know, usually. Now nah, I'm a sinner, I'm missing the mark. Okay? Hold on. To err to be mistaken. To be without a share in... Ooh. Someone did not eat of some tree. They're without a share of, of something. You see, the lights need to start flickering now. To miss or wonder from the path of uprightness, honor, to do or to go wrong. Not continuously. Amartia is those who ate from the wrong tree. They wandered from the path of uprightness. They ate of the wrong tree. So they, without a share in the knowledge, the goodness, the glory of God, and therefore they do not reach the mark, not of performance, but of God's goal to all of us life. You see, those are still on, luckily. Okay. now that we can go to the next slide, please. To miss the mark. I'm trying, Peter. I really am. I want to be better. I wanna I wanna feel better. I want to be better with my wife I I don't want to smoke that thing anymore I don't want to drink that thing anymore I I don't want to live like I live anymore but I'm just missing the mark what tree are you eating of? next slide please isn't that the mark? It's not the mark as in a place that I need to perform towards. It is a mark as a stamp of approval. you all got some homework looking at your faces. What if missing the mark means I'm missing the mark? The branding, if you will, of God. The stamp of approval, the quality check. Next one, please. What if missing the mark means I'm incomplete? I'm without a, a, a crucial part. Hamartia. Hamartane. I'm missing a life-giving substance. I'm missing a piece. Because You see, a noun, my mom is in the service and she learned language and she taught me that a noun is not what you do. A self naamwoord is who you are. It's what something is, it's not what they do. But now we can do better if we know who we are, because as a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes in his doing. So if you're really struggling with sin, verb, maybe it's because you've, you're measuring sin on the tree of knowledge of good and evil and not on the tree of, of, of knowledge of life. understanding of the scriptures of why jesus actually came because john 3 and verse 17 we know verse 16 well verse 17 says for jesus did not come to condemn to tell you who's not good enough to tell you who's wrong and who's right no he came so that we can be saved that we can be saved this morning on the way here i heard there was a bad accident on the r44 and there was a, a, a ambulance i came from the top the accident was way down towards i said waste side and there was an ambulance speeding past me why to go and save someone what could those people do to save themselves probably nothing but yet we want to save ourselves we want to we want to do better but the more you do you can never add what you're missing you can never fill the void the gap the you can never you can never be god in your own life because god is god what is that missing part it's the tree of life you see how the bible all of a sudden makes sense so they had to eat of this missing part but it had to be free will otherwise we're robots God said, I'm making you, but there's one part of the puzzle that's me, that, that, but you choose. Because that's love. And they went and ate of the wrong tree. And now he goes through all of this. All of this, all of this, all of this. And he says, hey, I've restored. He's still not making robots. He's still inviting you to come and eat of the tree of life. And the word says, and actually live forever. The law really was there for 400 years. The knowledge of good and evil was written down, was was explained on God's standard for 400 years. But because man hasn't gotten out of the wrong thinking, we haven't gotten out from under the law. And here we are. 2,000 years later, trying to figure out something that Jesus said I fulfilled on the cross. How dumb can you be and still breathe, some people say. But it's about our thinking, it's a process. You need to be kind to yourself in this process. And can I ask that you be kind to me as well? As we go and we dig and we find out. So look at this Romans 3, verse 23. It's beautiful. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Don't read everyone has done wrong. That's the wrong tree. Read every person on earth is missing a crucial, life-giving, glorious, godly part. That's what it says. Because now, all of a sudden, the gospel makes sense. Because now the gospel is not about what you should do different. Because I haven't heard about anyone who who, who find that good news. Eat different. Train more. Be better. But we think that's good news. It's not good news, by the way. But if I'm saying, hey guys, we're all missing out on a life-giving crucial part, and your life can be full and full of God and full of life and full of power and full of glory... You're missing out i've got something you don't have but it's free it's a gift good news buddy where do i find this how does that change evangelism good news it has to be good news otherwise it's not the gospel and if it's not the gospel it's not the power of god according to romans 1 Born again is so much more than forgiveness of sins. It is filling what you've been missing. So Peter, I'm missing a part, or I have been missing a part, 1 John 5:11. What is that part? And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His son. You've been missing the glory, you've been missing the power, you've been missing the life, you've been missing the fullness of God. Where do I find it? It's in the Son. Just if you don't understand yet, verse 12 says, He who has the Son, has what? What's that tree again? Not the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What was the tree? The tree of life. Can you know? He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. He who confesses his sins... He who does no wrong, he who always says sorry, he who tries to be better—that's not what the verse says. That's wrong thinking. That's all tree. This is this is amazing. Verse eighteen. Now, what makes sense to you? This is one of those verses you highlight in yellow and you move on because you don't want to. Be, sound like you don't know what you're talking about. We know that whoever is born of God has got nothing to do with what you do. It's, it's where you're born from. Does not sin. Can I confess quickly? Jordan was awake for three hours last night till one o'clock. I might have lose, lost my temper just once or twice. But I'm born of God, so I don't sin. I'm not saying we should do things wrong. I'm not saying any of that because the, Lord say, the Word says clearly, can we now go and sin? And Paul says, God forbid. Because it's much better for everyone if we don't do wrong. But we need to not do wrong after we've eaten of the tree of life. Because as you think in your heart, now you live. And I'll confess as well that I've been living much more holy since I've had this change of thinking. Because now I start to live according to who I am, not who I'm trying to become. Colossians 3 now all of a sudden makes sense. It says, you're a heavenly being, live like it. Not stop living like an earthly man to live to be a heavenly being. No, you are a heavenly being. (laughs) Now live like it. That's the renewal of the mind. He who has been born of God keeps himself, and listen to this: the wicked one does not touch him. Oh, we've given darkness too much glory time. We've given it so much glory time. Okay, for time's sake, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to jump. To Romans five. For when we were yet without sin, sorry, without strength, when we were yet sinners. Christ died for who? The ungodly. We hear ungodly, we think those who do evil. We think knowledge of, tree of knowledge of good and evil. But it doesn't say that. The word un means without, and the word godly is those who are without God. Those who are missing the life-giving, crucial God part. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I was missing a part before I could do anything to fill that part which I couldn't do anyways but God gave that part freely. He restored full access to the tree of life. That's the verse. While I could do nothing about it. While I was still missing a life-giving crucial part. Remember we said that the previous verse says that the evil one cannot touch you? So where we miss out is Ephesians 1 and verse 13. Now I'm Yon, I'm really landing the plane now. Okay. <laughs> in him you also trusted. After you've heard the word of truth. What is the word of truth? It's the gospel of your salvation. So if you heard you have to be better, you've heard a lie. Because the gospel of your salvation is the truth. In whom also, oh, it's a it's a it's a whom. It's not a it. Okay, but that's a different message. Having believed, what did you do? You believed. You didn't do anything. For by the works of the law will no flesh be justified. The works of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. You were sealed. No evil one can touch you. That's good. But that's not all the verse is. The word sealed, are you ready for it? Is marked You were a sinner, you missed out on the mark. Now, you've been born of God, you've received the Spirit, you've been marked. Branded. Quality controlled. Approved, perfect, complete. Stamped with a royal seal. And yes, by the way, the evil one cannot touch you because darkness cannot exist in the light. That's not, I'm not taking that away from the verse. I'm just saying there's more to it. Nadia, if you can put up that last picture for us, please. I think there's one more. Can I share with you the gospel in a minute? So we all have sinned. We all were always short of a, a life-giving, crucial, eternal life-giving part. Because someone in our background ate of the wrong tree, and since then we've been trying to live good and bad, and, and we're sort of scoring ourselves and measuring ourselves and we're trying to be better. We've realized that will never work. The Pharisees tried it, and they did it on a fleshly realm, carnal. And Jesus said, hey guys, you are white, polished graves. What Jesus does is he elevates the law to the soul realm, to the thinking, to the heart, to the inner man. And he says, if you only look at a woman, if you think in your heart, if you hate, you've committed murder. We are three parts, by the way. We are a spirit, a soul, and a body. Not then, The spirit man doesn't exist yet. So he elevates the carnal law to a soulish rule, and he shows them that you can never, with the works of the law, can no flesh be justified. But the Thessalonians says that we are three parts. We are a spirit, soul, and a body. So before Jesus, we are missing out on a crucial part. What is that part? It's the spirit part. Romans 8 verse 2 says, The law of the spirit of life, where in Christ Jesus, has freed me from the law of sin and death. Because what was there to help me control my passions, my urgence, my lusts, my addictions, which could never work, by the way, has now been superseded when I received the mark as completed where. The part that I was missing was Christ, was His Spirit. Now I have that part, so I'm not missing anything. I am now complete. Because I'm complete, I am approved by God. Because when he looks at me, he sees what his son has done. And when he looks at me, he sees the spirit man, which is the Holy Spirit man, because the word says we are one with his spirit. And therefore, I am not missing the mark, but I'm hitting the goal every time because I'm right in the bullseye of God's eternal plan. Does that help anyone? Colossians 2 and verse 6. As you have therefore received christ jesus the lord the missing part you are no longer missing anything you've received that part now live like it that's the verse you can be better you don't have to but guess what life's going to be better when you're better when you live from that soul um not from the soul and the flesh but from from the spirit ah verse 7 listen to this we're uprooting trees huh it's a bit of a mess currently in your thinking but we're, we're digging out some root systems and some old trees. Rooted. Okay. And built up. What did Jeremiah 1.10 says? To uproot, to pull down, to break down, to build, to plant. Who is the tree of life? It's Jesus. It's a spiritual tree. So walk in him, built up, established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Verse 8 says, Beware. Beware. Why should we beware? Let any man spoil you, take you out of the tree of life in your thinking. Once you're born, you're there. You can't, you're engraved. But through philosophy, man's ideas, through vain deceit, empty promises, after the tradition of men, of the rudiments of the world, of anything that's not Christ. What he's saying is beware that you don't get out of this tree in your thinking. Not in your state, because you're no longer a sinner, you're now a son, because you're no longer hamartia, you're no longer missing anything. You've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Don't let anyone tell you, you are not that. Don't try and add anything to remain that. Don't try and do anything to stay that. You are that. We're moving on. For in Him, who? Christ. In Christ, in the tree of life, dwells the fullness of the Godhead in a body. Okay? We all say amen to that. Jesus is the fullness of God in a body. Amen. Your seat belts still on. Verse 10. And you are complete. Where? In Him. Who is He? He's the head of all principality and power. If you are in him, you are no longer missing a crucial, life-giving, spiritual, godly, powerful, good part. Because his completeness is now your completeness. And you are stamped, complete, approved, on target. Son of God. Therefore, you can no longer be a sinner because if by definition if you don't miss anything you can't be a sinner how do i not miss anything i receive jesus how do i receive jesus i believe that is the thinking that's the eating of the tree of life we'd love to hear from you if you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like us to pray with you Please contact us at info at If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.